Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host. Spencer's filling. Got both of my co-hosts in today. Coach, what's up, man? How's it going? Chad, welcome back, man. What's up? It's good to have you. Ballad, thanks for pressing buttons. Hey, leg. <laughs> today is still Tuesday, September the 19th. As always, recording from Casa de Ballad here in Austin, Texas. A little dreary, a little cloudy today. Very, very humid here in Austin. Um, if you're listening to the show, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. As always, we are sponsored by the beautiful, delicious Strange Land Brewery. Beer for every occasion. Beer for all occasions. Beer for any occasion. That was so impressive. <laughs> y'all just went down the line. That's never happened. Yeah. Oh, it probably has. No, y'all went backwards. That was good. Yeah, what's your idea? I'm on Snapchat, so they knew. Ballad. I mean, you weren't saying anything, he so Ballad see. just jumped in. He, he was see. like, I'll say my part. He knows. Um, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> We're a team. As I mentioned, SoundCloud and iTunes, if you uh, are listening, please subscribe and follow us so you never miss a beat. And by the way, SoundCloud, fuck you. Still alive. For those rumors. That was <laughs> stressful alive. for a minute. That was. <laughs> and maybe I, I hope I'm not jinxing this whole thing, but... It was. Feeling pretty good about SoundCloud right now. Yeah, we're still up. Please follow us there. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us some reviews. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on our social medias. This is the Amateur Hour. We'll be talking college sports. Obviously, we'll recap the uh, Texas game in our Texas 10. We'll give you first impressions. Ballad says he's got a bunch of games picked for us tonight. I'm kind of terrified. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, we'll get into our nightcap at the end of the night. First, uh, as I mentioned, Strange Land Brewery, um, Oktoberfest, which we were drinking a little bit of earlier tonight. The release party is going to be out there at the brewery, out there off of uh, uh, 360 and B Cave. It's already out in stores. Whole Foods, HEB, Specs, Twin Liquors, everywhere around Austin. I found it at HEB in San Marcos last week. Nice. It's fantastic. Clutch. I was grilling, drinking some Strange Land. It was great. And if I could on the Strange Land party... Uh, tickets only 25 bucks. Yeah. Get you a bunch of beer, food. It's going to be a really good time. I talked to Tim and Adam today, owners of the brewery. So there's only a handful of tickets left. So by the time you're listening to this, it's probably sold out. Probably but sold out. Is there a golden ticket? There, there's a, uh, it's not a golden ticket. Oh, it's only the name of it, but it is some ridiculous thing where, of course, you'll be royalty at Strangeland for the rest of your life. And probably your children's children's lives. So if you've got a thousand dollars laying around, send it to us. And if you have another thousand dollars <laughs> laying around, go online, get that that extra special ticket, and make sure that you know we'll or they it, know the strings. We'll just call it the Lederhosen ticket. Just I think it's what it is called. It's got to be something like that. Dude, the can is beautiful with the Lederhosen and the the Coach Bean chest hair sticking out. It's, it's great. Oh yeah. Um, that's Saturday, five to ten, I think. Um, taco meat. <laughs> also on Saturday, our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground, will have Jake Worthington, runner-up on The Voice, number one Texas country artist right now on the charts. Um, he'll be out there performing. Chad and I will be out there. Ballad, you'll be out of Strangeland. Coach has got 
family stuff and frisbee stuff to deal with this weekend, so he's gonna miss out on all oh. the fun. Prior commitments. Prior commitments. Gonna miss out on the fun is what I what I'm trying to get to. Business as usual. So Saturday. PUB. Physically PUB. unable to party. <laughs> Saturday, if you're in Austin, get out to Strangeland. Chad almost spit out his beer. If you're down in San Marcos, New Braunfels area, get out to Mountain Breeze Campground. We'll be out there. Follow us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. Follow the brewery at Strangeland Brew. Let's get into our show business. Week three of college football is in the books. We got week four coming up, and we will recap a couple of games that we thought um, hit our segments. We were without Chad last week. You're back. I'm back. I'm back. Welcome back. Stronger than ever. Uh, it's good to be back. Feels so good. How many vacuums did you sell while you were gone? Uh, zero vacuums. Um, Three. However, I sold a shit ton of Roombas. Ooh, nice. So, I guess that counts. Those things are pretty sweet. However, I don't sell Roombas, so I don't know how that happened. I do. You know who needs a Roomba? Spencer with all his cats. They shed. That's true. They do actually shed a That's little true. bit. Did you ever get my other gift of the, the other black cat? <laughs> Not yet. It's never shut it up. hasn't showed up yet? No. Ooh, I gotta check the track. Unless you dropped it, unless you dropped it on the front porch, you may run away. Uh, I had a, uh, a stork try to deliver it to you, so I gotta go ahead and call the company. I have an armadillo. That's kind of close. Uh, yeah, those are shitty. It's interesting, because I threw two black catches over his fence, and then just left, so who knows where those ended up. The dog the dog next door must have got them. Ooh. Um, you guys know how to climb. <laughs> Ballad's gonna be out next week. We don't know what we're gonna do. Peace! We will, uh, we'll keep you updated. We're gonna try and do a live show with Hayes County Radio down in Buda, out there at Nate's, so if that's the case... We will let you guys know, um, but still waiting on a bet to be paid off before any of that gets gets going. Um, Chad? Yeah, I mean, uh, bet's a bet. Uh-huh. I'm a man of my word. I will uh, I will get you uh, a jersey whenever I kind of come around to it. It has been a very busy couple of weeks, and uh, like I said, I'll get it before the NBA season starts. So, uh, I will be a couple weeks early. I, I will pull a ballot on this one and be a couple weeks early. So, we'll see about uh, that. just wait. It's coming, and it will be glorious whenever it gets here. Hey, I have an idea. Is Spencer moving to New Jersey? Is that what we're on in show business? I mean, if I'm a little lost. We should only Spencer be... is New Jersey, is what that... We, what we, that could only, we would only be so lucky <laughs> that, that Spencer moved to New Jersey. Here's my question. It has to be a Kevin Durant jersey last night with Kevin Durant on the back, yep. 35. Yep. yep. What if we got Spencer yep. a, ho- a Durant hockey jersey? Ooh, would that, that could be good. Would that count? It has to be 35. Authentic. Uh, authentic. Authentic was one of the words we used last episode. Authentic. If it's going to be I, I a like hockey that. jersey, it better be a nice sweater with the, the shoelace tie at the top. It'll be authentic. Okay. It'll be authentic for sure. Yeah. It'll be definitely authentic. That'll probably cost you more than an NBA jersey would because it's a lot though. more fabric. Uh, But it would be even better. And, uh, that would be kind of dope. It, it would be sick. It would be, be so sick. I would wear the shit out of that. Ooh. If like, you can like find one, going. if you can find one that says Golden State Warriors, Durant, 35, like that would be dope. I would... Does Golden State have a hockey team? They mm. do not. They no. do not. Close Sacramento Los and Los Angeles Kings. That's it. Mm. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, the jersey will be coming. I don't know which jersey it's going to be yet. Uh, I feel like it's my duty as the loser to get the right one, so we'll make it happen. Well, I already sent you my suggestion. We'll see if you follow it. Probably not. Definitely not. Okay. I lost the suggestion. <laughs> I think it's sent to me, but... Um, no, I definitely sent it to Chad. Very or good. maybe the group. I don't know. No, he, he sent it to me. He was talking a lot of shit, so we'll see but, what happens. Uh, on, a, on a bit of a lighter note, uh, or maybe a heavier note, I guess you would say, um, the Austin... Austin sports community lost uh, lost one of the one of the greats, one of the better people in this world. Um, last week, Sean Adams passed away at the age of forty six with a heart attack, and um, this this definitely this definitely hurt me. You know, listening to Sean and and the inspirational words he spoke, not only about the sporting world but just about life in general. And and Sean Adams um, will definitely be missed. We'll we'll give some of our uh, you know, some of our memories and, and kind of tribute him in our nightcap tonight. Um, but rest in peace for sure to Sean Adams and, and prayers to his family and, and his kids. Um, 
But we got to talk sports. That's what we're here to do. That's what Sean would have wanted. Sean would have wanted that. Sean would have been been right here with us talking sports if if he was. Um, so, Chad, let's get started on segments. Start it off. What do we got? Yeah, let's speculate a little bit, guys. Oklahoma State beat the crap out of Pitt. Uh, 59-21. But Pitt went ahead and did a little bit, you know, a little, a couple things different this time. Uh, they put a message on the Jumbotron saying, students who stay the whole game will, will receive a beverage. So I want to speculate on this. I want to know what kind of beverage they're going to receive. I honestly do. And I want to know how big the beverage is. You know, there's there's so many open-ended things on just they will receive a beverage. Here's what I want to know. Why doesn't Pitt care if alumni and other fans stay for the game and they only want students to stay? Like, if I'm an alumni of Pitt and I come in town to watch them get the shit kicked out of them by Oklahoma State and I stay for the whole game... I better receive a, a beverage. Absolutely. I mean, are you kidding me? And isn't is, is it in a commemorative cup? It, it fucking better be. No shit. Although I would say, never want to remember this game if I was a Pitt it fan. It should say, I stayed the entire Oklahoma State ass-kicking. <laughs> yeah. I would pay extra for that cup. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I gotta hope that they're giving the large Coca-Cola so that you can drink your whiskey and have a nice little chase afterwards. Yeah, but what if they give you, like, a Diet Pepsi? I feel I mean, like it's a like soda the, pop. That's, like, the worst... It's gotta be a soda pop. It's the worst drink a of all time. A big soda pop. Or a Big Red. They probably don't have Big Red up there. I, I'm you, just saying, you, it'd be terrible. Do you think it's Texas? Dealer's Choice up there? I, I I don't know. It could be Mr. Pibb, for gotta all I know. Gotta be Dealer's Choice. I, I think no you way. have to assume, no by the messaging, that it was a non-alcoholic beverage. Because if it was a beer, they would have said, if you stay, you get a beer. But if you can put yourselves in the shoes of a fifth-year senior who's probably broke as hell, who spent his money to get into the game, and he sees this and says, you know what, I'm going to stay for the beer. And as they walk out, they hand him a Diet 7-Up. Oh, I would be so upset. He chose the worst Sierra soda missed. ever. <laughs> well, That's what I was thinking. Well, say, they would hand out after this game. Let's say they do give them alcohol. Are they IDing people on the way out? So I'm saying students... Enter the eight, college usually around the age of 18, 19, and then still at 20 or old enough to drink. If they were handing out alcohol, I feel bad for those freshman sophomores who had stayed the whole game and, and go home empty-handed with nothing but sadness and tickets of plus 14s that aren't going to cash. What if they give them water? Hey, here's some free advice, though, if you're underage at a game. Find someone who's of age. Yes. Because otherwise it's not fun. Well, that's if they sell beer at the stadium. A lot of places still don't. That's true. But we've been on this way too long. Yeah. We've definitely speculated way too yeah. long. Yeah. Coach, what's next? Hashtag hashtags. Hashtag hashtags. Hashtag. a little social media. Uh, Clemson, Louisville. It was a highly touted game. It was, a, what, a three-point line at some point. Uh, it was a slaughter. Clemson destroyed Louisville 47-21. Uh, but College Game Day decided to troll Deshaun Watson a little bit. They showed a sign from their game day set. Um, I believe this is Deshaun Watson and their best defensive player from last year. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's Lamar that's Jackson. Deep. Lamar Jackson on the left. Yeah. So, uh, and it says, I got a Heisman Trophy and Deshaun Watson has a rock. He's holding the Clemson rock that they touch on their way out of the, the hill. Oh, very good. That's the rock. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, Deshaun Watson decided he would tweet back uh, a couple of crying, laughing faces in a national trophy. Uh, so, a nice little bit of revenge. He got it on Twitter, and his alma mater got it on the field. Uh, they destroyed Louisville. It was not even close. No. Their defense is probably the best in the country from what I've seen. Really, quarterback stepping up, too. He's playing really well for he is. Clemson. Yes. Kelly Bryant. It's hard to lose when your defense is, is that uh, athletic. They're scary. I mean, after that performance... Is Clemson, did they do enough to be the number one team in the country to you, to you guys, or do you think Alabama still not, holds that Not in my title? opinion. Not in my opinion, not just yet. But their defense is for sure the best defense that I've watched. Um, they are the biggest, fastest D-line and linebacker. Their front seven is terrifying. They look like Alabama normally looks. Um, they're, they're scary. Yeah, I think Clemson should have taken over number one spot here. 
Uh, I really do. I think their defense is playing lights out. Uh, they played the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and literally shut him down, made him look, you know, average or below average. It was phenomenal to watch. Clemson's playing high-level football. I, just think, I don't think Louisville's good enough to, to really vault into one, but I see where you're coming from. They, they, they've had more predominant wins than what Alabama's had. Alabama's pretty much played no one to this point. Yeah. And uh, you you really get them on the back burner. You really haven't seen anything. Well, it's borderline disrespectful that Clemson goes and wins a national championship, and they're not the consensus number one overall, especially after this win over Louisville. So uh, Clemson, who do they play? They play like Boston College this week, so that should be a blowout. Something like that. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's borderline disrespectful that, that Clemson isn't the consensus number one right now. What do yeah, we got next? You got anything on Clemson Louisville? I really don't. Okay. I gotta wait and see with Clemson. Yeah. Uh, I just think Louisville's a little overrated. For sure. Um so next we got a a segment, it's technically a new segment, I believe, called Class Act. We've done this before. Have we? Oh yeah. You were drunk, okay. but we did it. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> um I was drunk too, for for the record. So Texas A&M ends up barely, well, no, I wouldn't say barely. Um, I think it was 45-21. You got the wrong yeah. score on here. Um, they covered. That's all it matters. It was 21-14 uh, Lafayette at one point in that game. and I at thought At halftime. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is this is not good. Uh, for the record, that's where I got the score from. Okay. Well, I combined these two scores because I was working. <laughs> um. So AM ends up winning that game in the second half, uh, 45-21. Um, but as a player was leaving the field in College Station, he threw up the double middle fingers to his own fans. I mean, I don't see any Lafayette fans there. I see all Aggie fans. I mean, that's all it is in College Station. There's not much room for um, anybody else. So, way to say classy A&M. Class you know, you, acts. You were getting your ass kicked at halftime. You came back to beat a Sunbelt team. So, congratulations. You definitely deserve to throw the middle fingers to your own fans. Yeah, and this seems... I don't know who this player is. I would love to do some investigative research on this, but not time. He did but, apologize on Twitter afterwards. But did he? Yes. Oh, he um, did Twitter? I bet he's a player who never plays. Yeah, I mean, notes. he's holding... Via notes. He's holding a what looks like a playbook that I'm sure he just holds for the someone who's important on the team. Just, just a bad look. Just a real bad... <laughs> not a class act. But Definitely will, not a class act. I will say, though, guys, being down 21-14, to 14, this may have sparked the team to come back and win the second half 31 nothing. I mean, A&M came out like their ass was lit on fire. They came out hot against Louisiana in the second half and destroyed them on their home turf. Maybe this is what they need. Maybe this is the attitude that's needed in College Station. They yeah, need I something. guess. They're absolutely, it, you know, um, A&M has gone so downhill in the past few years, it's absolutely insane that the coach still has his job. I, I don't understand it. Uh, players are starting to act out just by little gestures like that. You know, um, it, costs, it costs Charlie Strong at UT from a player being on his cell phone during halftime. Mm-hmm. It's just little things that need to be corrected. You just don't do stuff like that. It's embarrassing to a fan base whose culture and atmosphere inside that stadium is electric and the tradition of that program, you don't do that. You just don't do that. Well, So it's uh, it's embarrassing. If he still has his job at the end of this season, I'd be shocked. Um, let's move on. Don't want to talk about the Aggies too much. Ballad, what do we got next? Next we got... Ballad's best bad beat of the week. And this one comes Ooh, to us again. from the Florida-Tennessee game, which if you watched any of SportsCenter over the past few few days, you saw the highlight from this game. Florida chunks up a Hail Mary with no time left on the clock to find a wide receiver in the end zone. Game is over. Florida 26, Tennessee 20. There were a lot of people that were excited about that, but I'll tell you who was not excited. Anyone holding a Tennessee ticket. The uh, the game closed at Florida minus five and a half. 
So with that touchdown, at the last second, before it goes to overtime, Florida covers by half a point. Guys, this is a bad beat if you've got a Tennessee ticket. It was a crazy game. And, you know, you thought that thing was going to overtime where Florida was at the field. Was it a 60... 65, 64 yard touchdown. It, it was, was crazy. It was crazy. It was a perfect pass to a right, right in the breadbasket of that receiver. So Tennessee just knows how to lose games at the at the end. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy how many they've lost in the past few years. Which is uh, crazy to say because they had that miracle run where they just happened to win everything for a while. You know, karma catches up to you. Yeah, that's all I can say about it. Florida. You know, they've, they have so many guys out due to suspensions and whatnot. It's crazy that they're still competing at a level like this, even though it is Tennessee. I think they got a lot of those guys back after week one. Some, A lot of them are still out. Really? Um, two of their top guys are out okay. on suspension. So. Um, I just want to say I told you guys so. Uh, Florida was my pick coming out of the SEC this year. Uh, Florida's been performing, and they got me the win last week. So, Florida, taking care of business. Well, you're a Gator homer, so. Also, I got a friend who's a Tennessee homer, went to Tennessee, and I love talking shit to that guy. (laughs) I'll say this, although this is my best bad beat of the week, I knew a guy named Uncle Mac who was holding an under ticket on this game at 49, and this was really close to going to overtime, (laughs) which would have put that ticket in big contention, so I was really good. With that last second touchdown. Good for you, or Mac. Uncle Mac was. Perfect, All right. Uncle Mac. Chad, what do we got next? Yeah, we're going to do a little good for you guys. A good for you. Good for you. Oh, good for you. Oh, good for you. Guys, Boise State took on New Mexico this weekend. Uh, Boise took care of business, guys. 28-14 against New Mexico. But the good for you goes out to a... Uh, I would call it a mascot. No, but, definitely not a mascot. But... You know, an unrecognizable figure that is going and picking up the tee off of kickoffs. I'd, I'd say he's part of the field game operations staff. Yeah, we could say that. Definitely say that. Facilities, maintenance crew. For sure. Um, You know, guys, uh, Boise State has a dog that runs onto the field after the kickoff and picks the tee up. It's phenomenal. I haven't seen anything like it before. Uh, it's really cool. What do you guys think? I just want to say, I'm glad it's not a blue healer, because he would immediately be lost in that turf, <laughs> and then you would never wow. be able to find that dog again. That was such a lame pun, but it was funny. It's I just want to so know what they, funny. what they coat that uh, tee off with, so the dog knows to go get that, and to do nothing else. They've got to be rubbing, like, bacon on that thing or something. Well, I, I really want to know, like, does he bite down on the tee, or does he just kind of pick it up? He's definitely biting down. Run back with it? He's gonna be biting down. So how many he did tees drop did they it. go? He did drop it in the video, so maybe he's not biting hard. They are pretty heavy. They're, they're not. They're not light. Yeah, but I wonder how many of those they go through during the year. And they are hard rubber, so maybe he's really chewing on that thing. He might be. I don't maybe. know. It, but it's it awesome. It's maybe, a cool story. Maybe it's a Kong kickoff tee. It could be. Yes. Maybe Kong's coming a out. A Kong. Some, some brand new. Could Either be. way, good for you. Good, good for, for you. you. What's oh, good next? for you. What's next, Valid? Next, we've got our sunny side upsets of the week. Woo! There Guys, was a lot. We had a bunch of these. In our protein this week. Um, let's run through them one by one. First, we had Mississippi State. Trounce LSU. This is the this shit was, out of LSU. This 37 the, to 7. This is one of the biggest ones, in my opinion. I thought LSU looked really good on defense the first few weeks, and their offense didn't struggle. So, for them to only put up 7 and give up 37. This was the biggest upset, in my opinion. LSU's got problems after this game. Oh, yeah. Our next one comes to us from Nashville. Vanderbilt, a home dog. I think they were like a four-point dog in this game. Takes down Kansas State 14-7. to Bill Snyder couldn't get, on, get it done on the road this time. No, definitely couldn't. Vanderbilt looked pretty good. Kansas State played like garbage. They deserve to lose this game 100%. So This one scares me. We'll see. This see one scares happens. me. I think I picked Vanderbilt as the worst team in the SEC, and they beat the team that I'm terrified of in Kansas State. So, I have to adjust your ranking in Vanderbilt. They, they look like they can play defense. <laughs> this next one. The writing was on the wall <laughs> on this one. I wish I, I, wish I would have seen it because I, 
I knew a guy, Uncle Mac, who bet this game. I knew a guy. Memphis, 48. UCLA, 45. I mean, this was huge. What was the line? The line was UCLA. I got it at minus three and a half, or Uncle Mac got it at minus three and a half. It got bet down to minus two and a half. A few things in this game. The writing was on the fucking wall, and some people just couldn't see it for some reason. UCLA traveling across the country to Memphis to play this game. Time zone. When this game kicked off at 11 o'clock Eastern time, it was 9 a.m. in California. Body clock for UCLA was way behind. And if you if you watched the game at all, they were asleep for the first the the first whole fucking game. Like they just could not get it together. <laughs> Too much travel, a big look ahead spot when they're gonna go gonna go play Stanford next week. Writing was on the wall. Uncle Mac fucked this one up. The chosen one Rosen still threw for like three touchdowns. The chosen Rosen had himself a game. Yeah, in a losing effort. Good job, UCLA. The defense looks awful. Well, <laughs> yeah, they look bad. You, you were talking you were talking about the look-ahead game to Stanford. I don't know why they were looking ahead, because Stanford came out and laid a fucking egg. They got beat by San Diego State. What are they, the Spiders or the... Is that right? San Diego I know, your guess is as good as mine. I don't have to keep up with uh, look that San up Diego up. State. They lost 20-17 to after getting their ass kicked by USC last week. Couldn't run the ball. Couldn't stop the run against USC. The Aztecs. Aztecs. Ah. Same thing. Yeah, it's close oh, enough. Um, close enough. Wait, time out. How? Spiders. How are <laughs> spiders and Aztecs the same thing? There's, you have to ask. You just will never know. There's some, there's there's some really state, 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 there's some state <laughs> school out another there day. that's the spiders. But here's what happened. Stanford, looking ahead to UCLA. Double look ahead. Double go fuck yourself if you're betting on favorites. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Nebraska lost to Northern Illinois, twenty-one to seventeen. That was a home game for Nebraska, by the way. <sighs> yeah, this, in my opinion, is the worst, the worst defeat right here. I mean, it's absolutely atrocious for Nebraska. It's it's really detrimental to that program going forward, especially in recruiting. I don't know how you kind of come from, come back from that. It's like Michigan losing to Appalachian State mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah, that's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. What do you do? Home, home game to North, Northern Illinois. That's not good. Um, and then our last one is Kentucky taking down South Carolina by 10 points, 23 to 13. I thought Kentucky was known for their basketball team, but apparently they play football now. They've actually beat South Carolina. I think it's five straight, Ooh. something like that. Uh, so they got South Carolina's number in this, but I don't know what's going on down there with the Gamecocks. They need to figure it out. I wonder who the coach is down there. Hmm. Oh, it's uh, our good old friend, Will Muschamp. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is he really? Yeah. Yes. Why did I not know that? And it's quite disappointing <clears throat> that he lost to a team like Kentucky. When they're a seven-point favorite. In this fashion, yeah. If I, you coach absolutely. for a team is, whose mascot is the Cox, you better at least roll out on the field with a, an imaginary big cock in your pants. If you're going to lay the points, you better lay the fucking wood, too, if you're the, if you're the cocks here, okay? It's just it's just That's disgusting. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Low-hanging you, Will. fruit. Well done. What do we got next? We got the rapid-fire recap, baby. Let's do it. It's time to hit it. Chad, it start it off. Guys, Bama takes down Colorado State, 41-23. Guys, Bama looks good, but their defense worries me. Gave up 23 points to Colorado State. Sketchy. Coach, what's next? Uh, Michigan Air Force. Michigan takes care of business 29-13. to 13. Not before a little bit of a scare. Game was tied at 13 for a while. It was. at halftime. Uh, and then Michigan started to pull away. The old khakis got it done. Michigan's quarterback is not very good. Ballad, tell us about that team in Dallas, Fort Worth, TCU. TCU-SMU, the DFW rivalry. This game was much closer than the score shows. At halftime, it was, I think, about a touchdown difference. But TCA, uh, TCU pulls away to win by 20. Good for them. I just want to know how they give up 36 points to to SMU and give up seven in Fayetteville. I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, next game we got Ohio beating Kansas 42-20. Kansas is 30. not good. Sorry, 42-30. I can't read. Um, Fuck you, Stephen McKinney. To be specific. McKinney, man. McKinney. Yeah, Kansas not very good. Ohio is worse, but they. 
I mean, Kansas bad. Chad, Jayhawks ready for basketball season? Yeah, no shit. Always, always. Student body is definitely ready for basketball season. I just want to. I just want to be clear. Texas State beat Ohio, which is also the Bobcats last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that game. Ohio beat Kansas. Kansas beat Texas. So therefore, Texas State beat Texas. So right. if so yes. facto, if so facto, if we're so better than Texas. Go Bobcats. The official, unofficial beer of. Uh, Chad, what's next? Yeah, guys. Uh, you know Baylor is the team this, we love. Is they're on this awesome streak of just getting their asses handed to them, <laughs> and it is fantastic to watch because I hate everything about uh, Baylor. Duke goes. Duke wins thirty four twenty, guys. Uh, really wasn't that close in my opinion. It looked like it was, you know, Duke's from the get go. Duke's running back's a beast. He's a beast. Baylor's terrible, and I can't be more excited about it. If Baylor wins a game this season, it will be against Kansas. I hope Baylor loses every recruit because of how (laughs) fucking bad they are. And I hope they lose to Kansas. Also, Duke, by that 14-point win, covered the spread, got a push. Yes! Push! Which is a win. Yes! Uh, We'll take it into Purdue-Missouri. There's nothing to say about this game. (laughs) Purdue laid the wood. uh, uh, 35-3. Took care of business. Missouri sucks. They oh lost the Big 12, and now they're in trouble. Missouri and Nebraska both suck this week. Should have said the Big 12. And then our last rapid-fire recap game, Appalachian State beat Texas State by seven points. But what? The cover train continues. Woo-woo-woo! Texas State eat them up. Eat them up. Go, Cats, go! And as a Texas alumni, it feels good to cover against Appalachian State. Probably the consensus favorite to win the Big 12. Uh, the, I'm saying the Big 12. The Sun Belt. I don't know why I said that. But uh, going into UTSA, you guys thought it was, was it was a moral victory. I was Definitely on your side. Victory. I picked it. I was, I'm rolling with the... You're all on the outside of me. No, 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 no. No one's on my wagon. Dude, I'm rolling with you. I'm riding it solo. I've been riding with you. Texas State was actually on that, on that bandwagon. Texas State was actually State was winning that game ten to seven at halftime. By the way, yeah, they were. Um, we were texting about it, and we were all getting kind of excited that maybe they would just pull off the upset. But we all knew if they kept it close enough, they were covering that spread. Man, money gods will pay. I was so close to driving down at halftime, but I was trash, so I decided <laughs> not to. Between my Patriots and the Bobcats over the last two weeks, I'm four now. There you just go. by the way, hey. Well, we got to hit a break real quick. Um. Wait, no, you gotta go work on the chicken wings, right? I'm making some chicken wings made over the break. Do you guys have uh, guests on flavors this week? What did we have last week? Last week, do we? It's we had a Caribbean shit. Caribbean jerk, right? Or what Caribbean? Was it? It was something. He's probably gonna make it spicier this time, so I'm gonna go uh, whatever habanero. Hmm. Mango. Mango, mango habanero. habanero. Oh, that's a good one. It is a traditional flavor, I will say. I do like mango habanero. Coach, what you got? Same traditional. I know it's classic. We're going classic buffalo. I want to say he's going with that Korean again. He's lazy. I'm going to go it's Korean. Ooh. lazy. Ooh, I don't know if I go with the Korean. King is the this week. Trust me. I'm going to go with that Korean barbecue, baby. Let the way and see. Well, You're we'll hit a break. Barbecue or Korean, Korean jerk? No, no, no. We had Korean jerk last week. Korean oh. barbecue is this week. I got it. Um, We'll give you guys some music. And then we'll be right back with some more sports buzz. Buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? They feel the buzz, always adjust me, trust me. Something in the air just above me. Something like a dream state, you call it a clean break. Do you feel the buzz, baby? Do you feel the buzz, Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Stillman. Got the whole crew, the three Stooges here with me. We got to get into our Texas 10. Got to recap this week's game uh, against USC in Los Angeles there at the Coliseum. And guys, I got to say, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with everything I saw from the defense. I still have questions about the play calling. I still have questions about who's playing on offense. There's a few things that I liked, a few things I disliked. Um, mainly, Colin Johnson is a fucking animal. Colin Johnson is should get the ball on every other pass play that we have. Um, I mean, a guy who's six six should he he literally showed why. 
size matters when you're playing wide receiver, and he he will be an NFL wide receiver because of the size that he's at. Um, he he thoroughly impressed me, and Sam Ellinger impressed me as well as a true freshman going on the road in a hostile, sold-out environment in the Coliseum. And I, I don't see why he shouldn't start every single game the rest of the season until he gets hurt, unless he gets hurt. Um, what did you guys like from from Texas, you know, besides Colin Johnson, besides the way the defense played? Coach, we'll start with you. Well, it's, it comes down to the defense. The defense made stops, and they made big stands when it mattered most. They made fourth down stands in the red zone. They stepped up that and played That goal well. line stop was insane and i've told y'all guys about this all year leading up to this game this is what i talked about this is the texas team that i kind of anticipate to see obviously the maryland game is a little bit of a setback for for what i projected yeah and i chose usc even against the spread last week but this is the texas team that i wanted to see in this game the texas team that i wanted to see this year um i think they'll be just fine I think this is going to be a really solid Big 12 team. Yeah. Uh, I think they could run the table if they really figure things out, uh, but they do have some stuff that they got to iron out, especially on offense. But defensively, they make me feel a whole lot better about this Texas team again. Chad, what'd you like? I like your linebackers, man. Malik Jefferson, Anthony Wheeler playing phenomenal. Gary uh, Johnson looked good, too. Wheeler was awesome. Wheeler they, was incredibly good. They they weren't thinking on defense. No. That's what I like the most. They just played the game. They let the game come to them, and they reacted. Their instincts took over. They weren't they weren't thinking about scheme. They weren't thinking about cover. They, they weren't thinking. And that's what I love the most about this game, is that the defense figured it out. They let their talent and how they perceived the game to outweigh the scheme and the overthinking of different formations. Yeah. They just played the game. I love to watch it. They they had fun. Um, when it comes to the offense, first half was terrible. The first half was absolutely terrible for Texas. But the second half, we talk about this. I, I, I always say that whenever you see someone play, they either have it or they don't have it. Sam got Ellinger really don't. has it. Yeah. He has that it factor. I don't know what it is. Of course, he threw two interceptions, had two fumbles. However, he had the it factor. He had that thing that you're like, damn, like, how did he do that? How was he able to do that? How did he not get sacked? He had the it factor. And that's what I love about it. Because he haven't had help. that since Colt McCoy. And it's it was fantastic to watch. You know, I was watching this with my parents in Galveston. And, uh, you know... Yeah, we gave up 45 seconds. They came back and tied it. However, I was okay with the drive before. You want to know why? Because Sam, El- Sam Ellinger was able to dissect the defense. He was able to see what they were running, and he performed perfectly. He dissected the defense and made the right play every time. And he overcame. Phenomenal. He overcame a two, miss. Two fourth downs. He overcame. Ran for a couple. It, it was overcame phenomenal a couple, to watch. Overcame a couple of, of missed pass interference calls, blatant missed pass interference calls. And I don't like to blame the refs, but, you know, that last drive, you're right. He drove the team down the field and looked like a leader. Ballad, 91 yards. Ballad, what did you like from from what you saw this past weekend? There was a lot to, lot to like. Yeah, I mean, I got to piggyback on what Chad just said. I love the performance from young Sammy E. That That's his new nickname in my book, by the way. Uh, when you look at the box score, it's not that impressive. 21 of 40, two interceptions. I mean, nothing to be too excited about. But like you just said, he had that it factor. He 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 was a baller in the game. Yes. One of those guys who, who just looked like he was ready for the moment. And as a true freshman on the road in that type of atmosphere. In the Coliseum? Just like, wow. From a true freshman to think about when I was 18 – and what I would have been like in that situation, I would have won the game. But not everyone's <laughs> like me. So we got young Sammy E coming in. I mean, the, the future is bright for to, Texas. To touch on that, the Coliseum, they've played World Cups and Olympics of Olympic events in that stadium. And this is no this is no small feat. And they haven't sold this place out in three years or two years since Oh, since 2013, I think. Um, so for Texas to come in and them sell it out and Ellinger go in there and ball out, 
I will say, play calling is still skeptical. Play calling is skeptical on fourth downs. Play calling is skeptical on plays where maybe you should take the points and kick it. And if you don't trust your kicker, find another kicker. Go put out a a walk-on contest of anybody at the University of Texas. There's, what, 50,000 kids in Austin that, that go to UT? Find somebody who can kick the ball through the uprights from 40 yards. I don't care if you go more than 40 yards. If you can make a 40-yard field goal, you can be the kicker for UT because clearly that Juco kid is not good enough to do it because Tom Herman doesn't trust him, and Tom Herman does not trust his running backs at all because Kyle Porter's trash. Chris Warren is not involved in the offense at all, and there was just no effort from anybody on the running the ball. And this whole Gerard Hurd package is a fucking joke. I want to know what you guys think about the running game in particular because that's where I feel like this team is absolutely behind everything they should be. Chad, let's let's start with you. I mean, it's hard for me to to agree with you for the fact that how many yards did Warren put up last week against San Diego State? Against San Diego State, he put up 166. Okay, so... Maybe the scheme and the game plan was a little bit different for USC. They saw something else they wanted to exploit. Um, they had nothing, no success on the ground. Look at what the Cowboys just did with Zeke Elliott. He had no success early. They went away from it. No effort. I mean, you can and see the effort. Yeah. Or the lack of. Yeah, I, I would I would say that there was just nothing there. They they didn't have an op they didn't have an option really to run the ball. Um, whether it was Porter or Warren. Which is why it made me more mad when Hurd came in, because they knew exactly what we were going to do. I, I get what you're saying. However, I think that the game plan was fine. I think that it was more of an execution factor sure. than it was the game plan. I think that the play calling in the first half was terrible. I think, I mean, the last two, the last three games, the play calling in the first half has been absolutely terrible. Uh, Tom Beck, or it's, it's Tom Beck, Tim, right? Tim, Tim Beck. Beck. Tim Beck better figure it out because Herman will bring someone else in there to go ahead and figure it out because I'm, they should I'm, be scoring 60 points a game I'm ready with this to offense. See, I'm ready to see Herman start pull, pull Charlie Strong and start calling his own plays. He might. Coach, what do you think about the run game? Because that's, that's the biggest question right now. Uh, I think it's there. I think it just depends on the game plan. I mean, it, we've shown that we can execute. We've shown that we can't execute. And we've shown that it's just not a part of the game plan. Um, so at this point, I mean, it's just a matter of these guys hanging on. Kyle Porter and Chris Warren are our best backs. And, and I want to see Tennille Carter. I want to see more Tennille Carter. I just don't think that that's... I mean, Redshirt. the thing is, is why... Can't. He's already played. Yeah, but there's a certain amount of plays. He played a lot. He played Either quite way, a bit late in San Jose games. Either way, it doesn't matter. We have the backs. It's a matter of what game plan we're going to execute, and... And I think that's kind of the thing up in the air is is coaching it is the biggest question to me leading USC is yeah. where are we as far as what we're coaching, what the game plan is, because we can't just change week to week and expect these guys to hang on and, and perform at this level every week. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Obviously, with, with the early thing, I think you take the points, your first drive of the game, you get in a position where you take points uh, and go up in a game. You got to do that. You got to take them where you can early. And then figure out the fourth down stuff from there. He's been really aggressive on fourth down so far. And I just think there's a time and place for that. And you've got to ease up every now and then and take what yeah. you can. So. Yeah. And and going back, I mean, you know, you didn't say it. But talking about his, his fucking binder. Um, you know, Ballad, do you think that this binder deal, this going for it on fourth down, not kicking it, what do you think of Tom Herman as a head coach up to this point and his decision-making? Close it out on Texas. Tell me what you think about, about all this, this binder shit. To be honest, I'm a little bit torn. I, I love the confidence. I love being bold. I think that's what college football is all about. We've seen this in, in recent history where fortune favors the bold. With that being said, you have to trust your special teams. I've talked about it before. You're the special, special teams, teams guy. Um, the special teams of this podcast. And when you can't trust your special teams, 
that puts you in really bad predicaments. It yeah. puts you in a situation where you have to be bold, and you can only be bold so often. So I'd like to get the, to see them get a little more conservative on those fronts, and in those situations, either well, take the points or punt the ball because it's a smart thing to do. And they punted it well. Hunter Dixon punted it well, and Reggie Hempel Maps made a huge mistake once at the goal line, and then got lucky that he got away from the goal line. But one last question for you, Chad, with the with the special teams. After USC goes, throws one pass in overtime, do you go for two? Would you go for two as a coach in the first overtime after we score a touchdown, or do you kick the field goal? Do you go for the win, or do you just play for double overtime? I think it depends. Uh, in this instance, I would have kicked the field goal. Okay. And, the, and the reason being is because look at how good your defense is playing to this point. Yeah. They are playing phenomenal. Fair enough. That's... They were playing absolutely phenomenal. So that's what you need to do. You go yep. for that. Texas had the ball as a two-yard line, and if it wasn't for the fumble, they would have punched it in. They would have had a touchdown, and it would have been on USC then to match. That's, so, a, that's a veteran linebacker making a veteran play against a true freshman. True freshman. So I just wanted to see you. You know, you you've coached little league football and stuff, but I just wanted to know what what you what you thought there. We got to get into first impressions, Val. We got a lot of games. Let's get through it. Let's do it. We got our first game is the Friday night game. We got Virginia traveling to Boise State. Boise State a 12-point favorite in this matchup. Uh, Spencer, I'll start with you. What is your first impression on Virginia plus 12? I didn't think you were going to say 12, um, so I'm going to take Virginia. I know nothing about either team other than Boise just beat some – who did they beat? New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. So, yeah, they'll, they'll cover. Coach? Virginia's covered. Give me Boise State. Uh, I'm going to take Virginia in this game. Boise State starting a quarterback who's played one and a half college football games. A freshman. I don't think it's enough. Chad. Where's the game at? It's in Boise State. So it's on the blue. Smart it's on the blue. In the, ocean. the dog will be there. They got the dog. They got the dog. Boise State's, Boise State's don't work. We split then. Our next one, Florida State's second game of the season. <laughs> they take on North Carolina State at home. Florida State, a 12-point favorite in this one as well. Maybe that should have been our number of the week. Uh, Chad, what is your first impression? Florida State, baby. Bouncing um, back. I have Doing Florida, it for Irma. I got Florida State winning this game, but I don't think they cover. You take a couple of weeks off. Uh, you have a new starting quarterback after uh, Francois goes down. I think Florida State wins by a touchdown. Coach? Give me Florida State. Spencer? Who are they playing in? He said NC State? Yeah. North Carolina State on the road. 12 points. NC North Carolina. Um, in Florida. Oh, in Florida. In Tallahassee. He said on the road. Oh, NC State's on the road. Um, One of these teams is on the road. Yeah, I mean, almost three full weeks of, of days off. I don't think they cover. I, I'm with you, Ballad. I, I really think that that is going to cause a problem. I mean, all these kids have been doing is just either leaving the state and then coming back and going to school. They haven't got to play much football. So, um, yeah, I think NC State will cover. There we go. Right back at you. We got Texas Tech coming down to Houston where they are a six-point dog on the road. What's your first impression? Houston minus six. Tech is a six-point dog to Major Applewhite. I, I like Tech. I really think that they cover at least. Uh, I think this will be a close game. It's going to be high scoring, mm -hmm. as most Tech games are. Spread somewhere in the 70s right now. Or, the, I'm sorry, the total somewhere in the spread. Oh, really? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't. I haven't seen much of Houston, but I think Tech will keep it close. Coach, first impression? Uh, give me the points. Give me Tech. There we go. I'll take Houston as a home to cover, Coach. What's Expert, sorry. I'll drink. <laughs> What's uh Houston's record? Do we know? I know they didn't play a one game. No, yeah, they they've only had one game. All right, I'm gonna go with Tech then. Ooh, okay. Uh, right back at you. Neutral site game. Texas A&M comes to Dallas to play Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas two and a half point favorite in this game. This played at Jerry World. Uh, you got a first impression on this one? God, I just hate everything that is A&M. I'll take Arkansas. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as that. I'm just taking Arkansas just to take them. Uh, Coach, 
first impression on this game? Give me the Aggies. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Spencer, what about you? You gonna split? Well, it's Ring Dunk weekend. So not Which is not a real thing. So So, so not any Aggie fans, Aggie students are gonna be there. Hmm. Um Arkansas just unveiled some new helmets, new jerseys. Kind of going on the uh, Cowboys. No. <laughs> going so, on, so what's your pick? Going on the Cowboys uh, look. I'm going with the Arkansas Pig Suey Razorbacks. Woo! <coughs> Pig Suey. Right back at you. We got Pittsburgh catching seven and a half points. You just like missed. In Atlanta taking on Georgia Hold Tech. On. Before we get into this Georgia Tech game, I just gotta say, why would you mix a whoop and a pixie? It wasn't a whoop; it was a you, woo. You mixed both of them. I didn't. Together. I didn't throw the p on the end. It was you, a whoo. You. P- I don't think I did. You like suede with a whoop, and it's not okay. That's possible. What was the game? <laughs> We're wasting tons of time. We have Pittsburgh traveling to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, a seven and a half point favorite in the game. Spencer, what's your first impression? Give me Tech Pitt sucks. Uh, coach, first impression on Georgia Tech Pitt. What was the line? Seven and a half. Give me the points. Give me Pitt. Yeah, I'm thinking Pitt too in a bounce back after getting their shit wrecked by Oklahoma State. Chad, first impression. Their students are full of beverages. Give me GT, baby. Alrighty. Right back at you, expert. Central Florida. They've only played, I think, one game this season. They travel over to Maryland. Uh, Maryland, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I'll give Maryland. What's your, you know, for Maryland in this game. I think this is a big overreaction to Maryland's recent success. I think Central Florida wins this game outright, but I'll definitely take the points. Coach? Give me Maryland. And isn't, Central, Spencer, isn't Central Florida the team that... USF. Uh, UCF. Yeah, give me a round. I will be the contrarian. Hey, next game. Bama goes to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, an 18-and-a-half-point dog at home. Is that enough points to cover? Give me Vandy. I like it. I like the way they played against K-State. Give me Vandy to at least cover. Uh, Coach, Bama, Vandy. Not so fast, my friend. Give me Alabama. Okay, Corso. Uh, I'll let you guys right now. Uncle Mac wants the under in this game, and with that, I'll take Vandy. I think yeah, he's baby. It's a struggle, Coach. I'm sorry, expert. Twice. Uh, I'll take Vanderbilt. There we go. Uh, right back at you, Chad. We got oh, USC. He's gonna travel down to Berkeley to take on Cal. USC, a 16 and a half point favorite. Is that too many points? Nope. Give me USC. They bounce back. I got they Cal. play well. I got Cal in this one. I got Cal covering too. Give me Cal. Uh, USC's overrated. What about yourself? Give me Darnold and the Trojans. There we go. <laughs> Give me a uh, whole pack of Trojans. Spencer, right back at you. It's going to be fuck fest tonight. TCU got to go to Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State, the Cowboys. They've been on fire. TCU, plus 11.5 points. What's your first impression? Yeah, this is definitely one of the most interesting games as a UT fan. TCU, you got Oak, Oak, Oak State coming in um, in a couple weeks. This is tough. You said 11 and a half? Yeah, it's a lot Ooh. of points. That is a lot of points. So far, Oklahoma State <clears throat> has not proven that they're not going to win by more than that. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State until they prove me wrong. Coach? Can't follow Spencer's logic there, uh, but I'm going to come to my own logic and just say Oklahoma State covers. Yeah, Uncle Mac has bet Oklahoma State two weeks in a row, and it's paid off all of them. I'm going to ride that this week as well with Uncle Mac. Expert? Gosh, TCU's getting how many points? 11 and a half. It's a lot of points. I'll take TCU on this one. That's a good move. That's where the sharp money is, by the way. Hey, our next one. Wake Forest. Both ranked teams. Got to travel to Appalachian State. Wake Forest, a five and a half point favorite on the road. What's your first impression, expert? Ooh, give me Wake Forest in this one. I want Appalachian State in this one, and might have to sprinkle a little on the on the money line here. Appalachian State, they're due for an upset once a year. I think it happens this week. Coach, what's your first impression? 
Uh, give me Wake Forest on the road. Spencer? Give me Wake. They barely beat Texas State. Very good. Right back at you. Michigan traveling to Purdue, who just whacks Missouri. Although, they're a 10-point underdog in this game. What's your first impression? I'm taking Purdue. Ooh. Give me them points. Coach? Uh, I'm going to ride my Wolverines till the end. Let's go Michigan. I'm with you. I think Michigan bounces back big in this game. Their quarterback after their Upsetting match. Stop talking about team. Wilton Spade like that. He sucks. Yeah, he is garbage. Uh, <laughs> coach. I'm sorry, expert. This Three is... times. Three. Third time. Three. Slap him, dude. Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him Michigan in this one. Very good. Uh, Mississippi State's got to travel to Georgia after their huge beatdown of LSU. There's still, though, a five and a half point dog in this game on the road. What's your first impression, expert? Uh, give me Georgia in this one. They're riding too high. It's not going to happen twice. I'm with you. I think there's a big overinflation in this game. Too much recency bias. I think Georgia wins by 10. Coach, first impression? Georgia at least by a touchdown. Spencer, dare to be the contrarian? You know what? I wasn't going to be. But just because I hate all three of you guys, I'll go with it. Nice. I think it's me more being very true. Uh, you talked me into it. Right back at you. Penn State, a 12.5 point favorite, traveling to Iowa, their first Big Ten game of the season. Is that enough points? Can Penn State cover? What's the first impression? Mm, the Iowa Iowa State game was good, um, but I think Penn State covers. Coach, you say ten points? Twelve and a half. Oh, twelve and a half. That's more than I was even bargaining for. Give me the points. I'll take Iowa. Very good. I think Penn State wins the Big Ten this year, and I think they cover in this game. Boom, baby. Saquon Barkley. Saquon. Huge game. I think that Penn State wins the Big Ten this year. Yeah. Over Wisco? Again. Again, by the way. Again. Wow. Again, back to back. Wow. Give me the other team in the points. (laughs) The other team. I don't even care who it is. Guys, you knew this one was coming. Auburn catching, I'm sorry, a 19-point favorite traveling to take on the Mizzou Tigers. Chad, what's your first impression? Give me Mizzou in the points. Oh, you motherfucker. I'll take Auburn in this game, I swear to God, if they don't. Coach, first impression? Uh, 19 is a lot. However, Missouri looked like shit this last week. I'll ride your wagon. Give me Auburn. If if Purdue can beat them 35-3, I'm taking Auburn. They better win by more than that. I'm taking Auburn. I told this to Haley this, this week and we were watching the Auburn game. I'm getting back on those Auburn unders. That was great for me last year and Uncle Mac. Auburn unders. I'm getting back on that shit. They can't they can't score, but they stop everybody. I've hey. never seen more of a bandwagon fan than Ballard is on Auburn right now. <laughs> he has to be. I guess. He has no choice. Eh, if he more. roots against Auburn, he ain't getting no pussy. Are we done? 14 games? Oh no, we got we got more. We got oh, one more, baby. Jesus Christ! The biggest game Give of the weekend. The Texas Are you State kidding me? Day, baby. The biggest game of the weekend. We got UTSA coming up. I thirty. The I thirty five rivalry, baby. To take on our Texas State Bobcats. Texas State, a thirteen and a half point dog at home. If there's ever been a home dog spot. This is it. We are Spencer. We are for sure. Impression? We are for sure covering that. And if we beat them, it means we're better than Baylor, which means, as Coach said, we're better than Texas. I love it. Coach, first impression? Or something like that. I'm really worried now that Spencer has jumped on the wagon. I've been on the wagon, bro. Re- go listen to the last episode. I'm extremely worried about this game at 13 and a half points. Uh, I wish I had the full touchdown. We talked about this a little earlier. Yeah, we did. But as we talk about Vegas, and as I come to my trip in nearly a month, you never leave a heater. I'm 2-0 with Texas State. Let's keep riding the Bobcats. Give me Texas State. Give me the points. Let's go. On that sentiment, I've, I've been against Texas State every week, and I'm going to sacrifice my pick and take UTSA and the points if not only 
to have some consistency on Texas State's side. I'm taking UTSA plus the po- or minus the points. Chad, UTSA, first impression. UTSA wins by 21. God, that, Easy. That was hard to hear. But Sorry. Sorry, wow. guys. Wow. Guys, Sorry, guys, that was first impression. That was Week first four. impression. College football. Feels good. I didn't realize you were going to give us like 9,000 games. But you I, said there was a lot. I, said there was, I didn't realize it was going to be <laughs> that much. I left out the Oregon... Arizona State game. I left out UCLA. I left out a lot of games. So you left out a lot of good ones too. Yeah. If this show was longer, we would have more games to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in the future. Could be. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, we got to get into the nightcap. Sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. Beer for every occasion. Beer for any occasion. A beer for every occasion. Or all occasions. He, he said that. Um. As we mentioned in our uh, in our show business, um, the Austin sports radio talk community lost a legend in Sean Adams this uh, last week, and we'll do a little bit of you know some memories you guys had of Sean Adams. We'll go around the around the table here. Coach, you want to start, or you want to send it over to Ballad? Go ahead. About started off some memories, some quotes, anything you got from Sean. I mean, I I first listened to Sean when it was uh, him and Aaron Hogan. What, what was the name of the show? Uh, they had an afternoon show on the horn. Was it on the horn? Um, I, I the big show. Oh yeah, yeah. The big show. Yeah. And Tyler Coe was the producer. And Tyler Coe posted a great. Twitter feed. And I'm what I mean, I came into sports radio not recently, but later in my life in college when I started listening to it. And yeah. and these are one of the first guys I was listening to. And I, I could talk about a lot of different memories I have on on Sean Adams, but my favorite one or my favorite thing I think about is around Christmas time. When they used to talk about Christmas at Sean Adams' house. Because it there was no there was no uh dancing around it sean did not like christmas for whatever reason he's the grinch he was the grinch he's man. the black grinch man. and they used to do this segment where they would pretend hook him up to a a uh a lie detector and ask him about all these different christmas traditions that he would or would not take his family to do and they were it was so damn funny man and and sean was such a good sport about it you could tell I think people know that Sean doesn't hate Christmas, but yeah. he did it for the show. He did it for the listeners, and man, it was so it was so damn funny, man. Yeah. It's, I'm gonna miss that every Christmas. Yeah, and I got, they recycled that shit every year. I got friends that that uh, actually knew him and met him several times, and just it's just such a great guy. Chad, you got any memories from listening to Sean? Man, same thing as Ballad, you know, just listening to him on the horn with E. Hogan, and uh, it's always a pleasure. That's all I have to say. It's just yeah. a pleasure. Uh, you know, can't just pinpoint one thing. Yeah. It's just a pleasure. Coach, what do you got for for just remembering Sean? Uh, I mean, Sean was just a guy on the radio that, you know, wasn't anything more important than the next guy in line, but Sean provided insight. He provided a connection to people. And I think that's ultimately what people are going to remember. And, you know, it's not about necessarily knowing a person, but it's how they connect to you. And and Sean was one of those guys that could connect through the radio. And, yeah. and that's an amazing thing to accomplish. Yeah. And he connected with a lot of people, just, just very up, upbeat and inspirational. You know, the guy, was a, a, a college track athlete at Abilene Christian after he transferred from, uh, I think UCLA. Um, and just a, just a very happy go lucky guy. And we'll always remember him for, for just, like you said, you know, the upbeat, the just going along with everything. And, and I mentioned it in the, at the end of the pro show, because I didn't want to wait an entire week and a day to talk about him because he was somebody that definitely influenced me and, and inspires me still to this day with some of the words he said. And I'll, I'll read a few before we get to our sign-off. Um, one of my favorites, do something good for someone today. 
people who are trying to make this world worse are not taking days off. And then another one, the dream is free, the hustle is separate. Go to work. So, with that, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. My co-host, Coach Shannon A. Yep. Mr. Chad Goodall. Yes, sir. Our producer, Ballad. It's a pleasure. We're the Sports Buzz. Rest in peace, Sean. We are out. Peace. This party is officially over.